0: welcome friends to another r slash pro revenge video today we've got a crazy story of ruining a scammer's life but first a story from trying to rest the time i annoyed my teacher and made her look like a lunatic this all happened in the 90s when i was in middle school i believe i was 11 years old there was a teacher we'll call miss weirdo from another class who i've seen before but never interacted much with her i just knew who she was and that's it one day during a family get together, we realized Miss Weirdo was a distant relative. Her sister's married to one of my grandma's brothers. I was introduced to her, and the family was talking about how she had to take care of me when she sees me in school from now on. She just smiled and agreed. From then on, I would see her everywhere in the halls, near my classroom, during recess. It was really weird. She would just look at me and scold me if I was doing something she considered bad. If I was playing with my friends, she would tell me not to yell too much, even though I was quiet. Or if I was walking to the bathroom, she would make me go back to class, saying I skipped class way too often, even though I never did. She would stop me and compare how I was wearing my uniform to that of my friends. It was so frustrating, and I would tell my classroom teacher, but she didn't believe me and I don't blame her. The situation was bizarre. Fast forward a couple of months, my teacher went on maternity leave, and Miss Weirdo ended up being my substitute teacher. She would make me change sheets constantly because I was loud, would ask me if I knew the answer to her questions every day, and kept telling me my uniform was sloopy. We were kids, we were all sloopy. One day I had a sleepover with my best friend, and I accidentally forgot my school shoes at her house. My mom sent me with another pair, and I knew this was going to cause a problem. I called my bestie and told her to bring my shoes with her to the school. When Miss Weirdo saw me with the incorrect shoes, she looked like it was a Christmas for her. Now that I look back on it, I think she never escalated her behavior up until this point because her complaints didn't match with my appearance. I was a tiny girl who looked way younger than I actually was, super quiet, and I liked to hug everyone. If she told my parents or my other teachers that i was causing trouble they wouldn't believe her so now she had a physical proof that i'd broken a rule by using shoes that weren't part of the uniform she yelled at me that i was in big trouble she would make the principal come to the classroom and they would need to call my parents as if at that age my mom wouldn't know how i dressed every day i was super pissed when she left the classroom my friend and i acted at the same time I took off my shoes, she opened her backpack, gave me the correct shoes and hid the other ones. All in a couple of seconds while all of our classmates were watching us. When she came back with the principal, she just pointed at me and kept saying I was the one disregarding the rules and all that. They needed to call my mom because obviously I was a rebellious child who did whatever she wanted. The principal just looked at her, at me looking all dramatically sad and scared my perfectly acceptable shoes, and then back at her. When the principal kept looking at her as if he was considering retiring her because of her old age, Miss Weirdo turned around and looked at my shoes, and oh boy did she yell at me. She yelled that I stopped pretending being a nice student, that I was trying to make her look bad, and she just went and took my backpack and started looking for the other shoes inside. The student desks were like a double box where you could store stuff under your seat and under the table, and she also looked inside my desk. All the while, the principal asked a couple of my classmates what was going on, and they just said Miss Weirdo always acted like that towards me. They never said I changed my shoes. It was amazing. The principal very gently took her outside and told us he would send another teacher for the day and left. She stopped being our substitute teacher after that. That day I learned I had a super innocent looking face and I could get away with anything. I've been using this gift for the past 20 years. Well, I hope nothing too egregious with that innocent face, but honestly that must be a pretty nice gift. If you were in OP Shoes and you went to another family event down the road and they were there, would you avoid them on the plague or would you want to call them out in a non-school setting for what they did? Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is from Drunken Black Sheep, Mechanic Tries to Scam Me, Receives Public Embarrassment in Return. I, 26 year old female, do not look like I know a single thing about cars. 5 foot 3 with long blonde hair, soft girly appearance, and an eternal baby face that makes me look about 15 or 16, under I have a rather beat up looking 2004 Avalon, my dad and brother are both mechanics. Not my profession, but I've learned a thing or seven from them and am very comfortable working on cars. I'm only mentioning my appearance because it's pretty common for mechanics to assume that I'm an idiot about cars. A while back, I was pretty overwhelmed with life and didn't have a good space to do it, so I took my car in to get the oil changed. The police offered a free of charge head to toe inspection for any repairs that might need to be made. I knew my car was fine. I'd pretty recently changed the air filter in the brake pads. Rotors had maybe 40,000 miles on them and were in great condition. New serpentine belt too. Literally just didn't feel like changing my oil. Relevant notes. Before I went to the shop, I actually checked my air filter and it was, in fact, pristine. Also, I usually call my dad while I'm working on my car so he can chat, so he knows what repairs and maintenance I've done and that my car's well taken care of after they changed my oil the guy came back with the inspection results on a clipboard and was holding my air filter he had this grave look on his face like something was wrong mind you this is a very busy place and there were lots of customers in the waiting room he told me that we needed to go over the results because my car was about to be completely broken down and also not safe to drive if i didn't get several repairs done asap because these were all completely shot the repairs, new brake pads, new rotors, new calipers, replaced serpentine and drive belt, new air filter, new compressor or my AC won't work, a heavy threat in the middle of summer in Florida, and a couple more generic things. He showed me my air filter that was filled with dead grass, a dead wasp, some dirt, and hair. Bruh. He really scooped some BS off the shop floor and put it in my new air filter to try and freak me out. The total? About $1,500 worth of work. It would be more expensive anywhere else, but he was willing to give me a deal. So I immediately start buying myself some time by asking basic questions that I knew he would have to explain. So I could nod at them all wide-eyed, and I came up with a good way to respond to what he was doing. What does the serpentine belt do? Is it important? Etc.? I texted my dad, I'm calling in a sec, just play along. Told the guy, oh my god, that's so scary, I can't believe I was driving around like that. Thank you so much for caring. I don't have the money, so let's call my dad real quick, see if he can help me out. I can't afford this. I then proceeded to enhance my dramatic performance by even working up a tear while I called my dad. The guy standing there with me in front of all the customers. I put my phone on speaker and gave my dad a whole sob story about how I need money again. I'm so sorry, can he help me? He asked what the repairs were and how much. I said, I don't know, but it sounds really bad. He says that it's dangerous. Dad, I can't be without a car. What am I going to do? Then I asked the guy to tell my dad what the repairs were. He rattles it all off and my dad's playing his part perfectly. Oh, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I'm glad he caught this so she's not in danger anymore. Little did the scammer know, he was the one in danger. He hands the phone back, and I drop the facade and start laughing really hard. As soon as dad hears me, he started scream cackling into the phone. I said, dad, do you hear this BS? Get this, he brought me my new air filter I just put in to show me how dirty it was. He pulled crap off the floor or something and rubbed it on there. Dad and I continued to crack up. The audience in the waiting room was also cracking up. Sammy McCanny was beat red and completely at a loss for words. Head down and some stuttering was his response. I handed him my air filter and told him to go vacuum it out and to make sure to let me see it before he put it back in. I sat and watched him put it back once it was clean and also watched him pull my car out to make sure he didn't do anything horrible while I wasn't looking. I might have taken it a little far, but I really hate when mechanics take advantage of people who don't know anything about cars, so this felt like a massive win. Big props to my dad for his performance, and for teaching me about cars. What OP did here is great, and honestly, as a person myself that honestly doesn't know a lot about cars and car parts and car maintenance, I'm afraid people would try to take advantage of me like that. If you don't have anybody to vouch for a mechanic, It's hard to know exactly who you can trust. Our next story is from IPSOS Custodes 420 Chad didn't like my music, but I do. I, 33-year-old female, am here with a story about Chad, 36-year-old male, having issues with my music. I'm big into music, not following one genre or artist per se, but music itself. My friends have described it as eclectic, and I agree. I've gotten some bewildered looks by the sheer random contrasts between songs. Normally when I listen to my music, it's with headphones in, or it's only audible from the room I'm in. The only time I blast music is in my car. Anyway, progressively over a few months, Chad made his disdain for my music known. He would go out of his way to criticize all of it. At first I felt super bad that nothing I liked could soothe his ears, but then it hit me. It wasn't about what I listened to, but the fact that I was visibly enjoying it. He would go out of his way to tell me to stop enjoying whatever I was doing. If he couldn't hear it, he would grab my attention to ask what it was, and then said he hated it. So I started to look up his playlist that he had connected to his smart devices, TV, Google Home. I found that most of his music wasn't bad. It was like a 80s feel-good bop and movie soundtrack. Nothing to evoke anything but happy, feel-good times. I would constantly hear him loudly belted out without bothering him so i started to play his music figuring he would chill out nope he got upset and stopped playing his music stopped singing along and generally stopped bothering me over the music then i went and put my music on his playlists before i left i think it's kind of funny that this guy's playlist was nothing but like happy bop 80s songs. Like, they're dancing around in their room to wake me up before you go-go or something. Then they turn around and see you enjoying your music, and they just want to, like, bring you down. And their whole mood is just trying to, like, make you miserable. And then cut to the next day, they're dancing around in their room to walking on sunshine. It's almost as if their whole mission is to just go around and make people miserable, then go back to their room and celebrate it. Our next story is from Severed Strings. Boss went out of his way to be rude about a habit of mine. I do it every time I see him. I work at a computer all day most days. My desk setup wasn't the best, so my posture wasn't great. That caused a bit of physical discomfort, specifically some shoulder pain. I've fixed it since. Anyway, because of that, I had a habit of absentmindedly rubbing my shoulder. One day I did it while talking to my boss about some upcoming project. He went out of his way to mimic what I was doing back to me and be a real condescending jerk about it, saying, What's this? with a really snarky tone. I didn't really react at all because he was so hostile about it out of nowhere. Even though I don't have shoulder pain anymore, I do it every single time I see him, passing in the hallways, rubbing my shoulder, him quickly popping in to mention something, rubbing my shoulder, in a meeting he's a part of, rubbing my shoulder every single time. It's been a couple of weeks at this point, the first couple times he'd bring it up again and I'd just casually mention shoulder pain. He doesn't even bother anymore, but it still visibly pisses him off. I've been looking for new jobs and have some interviews next week. When I drop my notice on his desk, I think I might have a little shoulder pain. It sounds like a lovely workplace dynamic that this boss goes out of their way to perpetuate. Could talk about it, could be honest about it, could apologize for it. Nah, just be petty and frustrated, and eventually lose an employee. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you'll never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our next story from Female Wolf, Taking too long at an online game to make me forfeit? I'll give you a taste of your own medicine. Ten years ago, I was really obsessed with a card game called Bariba. There's an online website where you could play it. Each player has a ranking that would go up or down according to your wins or losses. If you chose to forfeit a game, you would lose points. The only way not to lose any points while playing the game was to either win or have the other player forfeit. A Bariba game usually lasts around 40 to 45 minutes. Before you start a game, you open a table, you set the table preferences and wait for the opponents to join. One of the preferences is how much time each player gets every turn they make. Each player gets a specific amount of time that resets every time the player takes a turn. The typical time most players choose is one minute, and they rarely use the whole minute. They usually play within seconds. You choose the table preferences you want and wait for the other player to join and accept them. A lot of opponents try to win by deception, meaning they set the time for each player at the maximum 5 minutes. Then they take the whole 5 minutes each turn they make. They only take their turn right before their 5 minute limit runs out. Most of their opponents get frustrated, tired, and eventually, forfeit. There's a second way of winning by deception at this game, I'll try explaining it without boring you. In order to play this game, you have to create matching sets of at least 3 cards of the same group. For example, 4, 5, and 6 of clubs, or 3, 4, 6, 7 of hearts, etc. You start with 11 cards. The more or bigger sets you make, the more points you gather. So in order to win, you have to eventually get more cards. Each turn you take you can either a draw one card from the deck, b or take all the cards from the discard pile, then you discard one card. The game rule clearly states that in order to take the discard pile, you have to use one of the cards in the discard pile to create or complement one of your sets, and then put down your set in order to prove that you did, in fact, use a card from the discard pile. The discard pile is one of the most wanted things in the game because you gather a lot of cards at once, and take better chances at gathering points. Not a lot of websites give you the option to play Bariba. Around that time I only knew one website that had a flaw that was extremely abused by sly players, the second deception method. This flaw did not require the player to justify taking the discard pile. You could just take it without putting down any set, or justify your move in any way. So a lot of players at every one of their turns simply took the discard pile, discarded one card, usually the exact same card at every turn, so they wouldn't let their opponent gather cards. The opponent was forced to draw every turn and give up valuable cards since they couldn't gather more than 11. The sly opponent every turn took the discard pile that had two cards and left only one card in the discard pile. Their opponent would draw a card, discard one, thus making the discard pile two cards. So at each turn, the sly opponent would gain one more card while their opponent would gather none. This resulted in the sly opponent eventually gathering enough cards to win, while their opponent kept the original number of 11 cards that hardly allowed them to create a set or two. If you were aggressive enough, you could also start playing the second deception method against them taking that one single card from the discard pile and giving one back, etc. But this simply could go on forever, with the game never ending, and most players didn't have the patience or the stomach for that. Except me. So one day, around 8pm, I created a table for Bariba. I set my options like always, one minute for each player. An opponent enters, so I click start. He clicks as well. After the game started, to my horror, I see that he changed the time setting to 5 minutes. Immediately I knew what that meant, that he intended to use the first deception method in order to make me forfeit. Man, I can't even describe how much I hated those guys. They took forever, busted my nerves, and made the game not enjoyable at all. That night I was at my wit's end with them. I give him the benefit of the doubt and start playing. And wouldn't you know it, he took the whole 5 minutes to complete his turn. Not only that, but he actually used the second deception method as well. The scumbag of scumbags. I took a few turns normally, just a few seconds each turn, while he used the whole 5 minutes. 20 minutes have passed. Normally we would have been halfway through the game, but the game was just starting. I sent a couple of messages on the chat, asking to go faster. He completely ignored me. All the while, he chose to take all the cards from the discard pile as well at each turn. The second deception method. Well, that was it. I've had it. Two can play this game. I opened a movie on my PC, set a 4 minute and 45 second timer for each turn I took, and then started taking the discard pile at each turn as well, while I used my whole 5 minute time limit at each turn. I only played 5 to 6 seconds before my time ran out. So at each turn, the discard pile only had one card, and we kept doing that without allowing the other one to gather any cards at all. We remained with a very few cards for hours, and both of us took 5 minutes to complete their turn. As I said, a typical Bariba game takes around 40-45 to minutes. In our case, hours have passed, and we were at the same spot we begun. At first, I thought he would get tired easily. Admittedly, he was tougher than I thought. I watched two movies and he was still going strong. The audacity on this guy. I was tired and sleepy but so determined to not let him have his way. So I put a third movie in. I was a college student with all the time in the world. Around 1.40am he started getting tired. Instead of using the whole 5 minutes, he started playing a little faster. He maybe used 3 minutes to three and a half minutes. It was obvious he was folding. I was very pleased with this but still kept playing at the same pace. Around 2am, 6 hours after we started our game, he dropped both his deception methods and started playing normally. Each one of his turns was only seconds. He was clearly tired and wanted out. Ah, oh no, you POS, you're not getting off this easily. I'm so mad and tired because you made me sit all night doing the exact same move at each turn. I'll make you regret it so I kept playing using both deception methods. I used my timer normally and watched my third movie like I watched the other two. He sat there and endured all of it. The game kept going for another two hours. The game ended after eight hours at exactly 4am. While he was tired, couldn't wait to get out, played as fast as possible while sending a few messages to speed it up, which I completely ignored. What was the best part, you ask? That I also won. This is definitely one of those jerks that has some kind of record like 135 and 5. And they've cheated their way to this huge record, so no matter what, they're going to try to stick it out so they don't get that 6. But little did they know that they were an unstoppable force, needing an immovable object. Our next story is from Troubled Neighbor. I got the middle finger, and I returned the favor. I'm someone in my late 20s, brown fellow living in the south. I've been a regular at this small restaurant for a few years and usually sit at the bar. Sunday morning I walk in and sit at the bar. Directly behind me is a booth with 4 ladies in their 20s having breakfast. I don't really pay much attention to them. The restaurant's pretty busy and all the waitresses are running around. I make my small talk with the waitress, get my coffee and order my food. As I wait, at some point the ladies behind me had finished their food, left the booth, paid and walked out. The table was being cleaned by another waitress and she finds a pair of glasses and asks the waitress who had the table about them. I said the ladies just left and are probably still outside in the parking lot and the waitress asked me if I could flag them down and give the glasses back. So being friendly I got the glasses, walked outside and find the ladies pulling out their car from the parking spot. As I try to flag them to get their attention, the two ladies in the front seat make eye contact, start laughing and then hit the gas without stopping. The ones in the back yell something and give me the middle finger. I said screw it, threw the glasses in the trash can and walked back in the restaurant. A few minutes later, I'm back inside eating my food. I see one of the ladies walk back inside talking to the hostess. She points to the waitress that had the table and are inquiring about the glasses. I'm not going to lie, it felt good when they pointed at me and saw the look on her face. When the waitress asked what I'd done with the glasses, I told them I put them in the trash outside when they gave me the middle finger. I didn't get an apology, the girl just walked out. A few minutes go by and they come back in asking which trash can I put the glasses into. I still hadn't gotten an apology, so I did what I thought was right and gave them the middle finger back and they left. I'm hoping it's not a racist thing, I'm hoping it's more like uh, they assumed that you wanted to like talk to them or that maybe you were a creepy guy. But either way, I definitely understand why OP acted the way they did. They were trying to do something nice and they got the middle finger for it. And our final story of the day is by Nyonix wasted a scammer's time for fun. I started some freelance work through Upwork. So far it's been pretty cool, but today was my first time dealing with a scammer. I knew it was a scammer right off the bat because I applied to two different job postings that were essentially the same job but supposed to be for separate companies. These jobs were for QA testing mobile games. I received two messages right after one another and the messages were identical. That was already a red flag for me. I changed up my responses between them giving them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they think I'm the scammer. They both asked me if I'm interested in the job, and told me they needed to ask me some questions before I continue. They asked what kind of phone I use, and how long I've had my Apple ID account. Then they requested screenshots of all my downloaded apps in the last 90 days. One of the accounts sent me pictures on how to do it, but I noticed the file name of the screenshots were in Chinese. This wouldn't be an issue, except their profile said they were located in the USA and their job posting was found in the USA only section. During this time, the account that sent me the file with a Chinese title was deleted for Breaking Terms and Conditions of Upwork. So it's safe to assume someone else caught on and reported the one profile. I decided to take this opportunity to gather as much evidence against the remaining profile and waste their time so they aren't using their time to scam other people. So I supply them a cropped image of what they requested. Then I would ask them questions like Where are you located? What's the name of the app I'm testing? Will I be using TestFlight or another similar software for bug reporting? They kept trying to dodge my questions and try to tell me We're a normal company While pushing me to sign the contract Sent by another scam profile Supposedly the profile of their HR rep The contract they sent me was super sus It was for a different amount And it wasn't even close to the job posting I applied for The title even sounded like a scam. Recruitment for customer service, a job for baby mothers. Can be done at home. Now this made me mad. Now they're using this app specifically to target moms with babies? Gross. I tell them I don't have a baby and ask him if I'm disqualified. He said, no, of course not. Anyone can do this. I asked why the contract was so different. They said it doesn't matter. I said it does. I want to make sure the contract is aligned with the work I'm doing. They said they'd fix it. So they changed the amount and sent another, but I obviously had problems with that one too. Again they tried to reassure me that it was fine, and nothing matters, but the job description was still different. So I had them change that one and edit it and send a new one. Now I'm picking apart their final contract. I'm playing stupid and asking more questions. Why do I need a home phone for this? I only have a cell phone what's the name of the app? Pretending like I'm clueless and stupid. I can tell he's getting frustrated because he keeps trying to get me to sign the contract, but I keep saying I need more info. He asked if I needed a break. I said, no way, I'm excited to start. Just give me a little more info so I can make sure I can do this since I'm so new at it. After asking multiple times and him beating around the bush, he explains the job he wants me to perform. I am to use a company gift card and make purchases with it on the app, so they can test their virtual card and recharge function. Yeah, right. I start asking questions like, will I be able to play the game? Is this real money? Do I get tokens? He still never answered if I need to have a home phone or not. Do I need a real physical card too? Will it come in the mail? Will he need my address? How do I test the card? He assures me I don't need to do anything, just sign the contract and follow his directions. You'd think by now if he was a real employer, he wouldn't be wasting so much time trying to explain this to someone. He obviously didn't know how to play the part, because he kept coming off pushier and more incessant than before. So I ask again, what app am I downloading? And finally, after my seventh time of asking, he sends me a screenshot of an idle clicker game. This file name also happened to be in Chinese, just like the first guy. I ask him why it's in Chinese, and he says it's for the international version, because he's obviously an American living in America. Can't you tell by his obviously cliche white bread name he got out of a pawn machine? I act really excited and impressed to be doing a worldwide international job. I tell him I'm going to go download the app. Freak, no I'm not. After I download it, I pretended to be really impressed that he's working for a totally different company than he mentioned before. He sends me the credit card info, and then tells me to put the credit card info as my Apple ID default for payments. I pretend I don't know where it is or how to find it, and he sends me some more screenshots of an iPhone, all in Chinese with red arrows where to push. Again, I feign ignorance and pretend I can't find where he wants me to put it because I don't have WeChat or any of the Chinese writing he had. I pretend for a little while longer that I couldn't find it and waste his time a little more. I tell him I finally put it in, but it declined. He told me to try again and send a screenshot when I'm finished. So I get a picture of Tiananmen Square off Google, send that as my screenshot and end our messages with Freak You Scammer written in Chinese. He acted confused and i told him i just wasted his time for fun the ccp sucks and he's getting reported then i blocked him and all the other profiles they used it took five hours of his time throughout the course of this interaction i can only hope you'll get in trouble for not making any money for those five hours he wasted for nothing definitely wasn't a waste for me i took screenshots of our entire conversation and i added it as a post to my profile If you're interested in reading the screenshots, I'll put the link in the comment section for easy access. Honestly, almost impressed how far their scam is going here. Does it seem like they're taking actual credentials from other people, giving them to another person and having them enter them for gift cards and codes? The money ends up going to the scammer, and the scammer never actually technically used those details? All I gotta say is that's a lot of layers that the scammer has to direct people through, but... I guess if they try hard enough, they probably can get somebody to do it for them. If you get linked up with a scammer, do you try to waste their time too? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories.